Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Wait, wait, wait. We're doing that Brooklyn, Nets, Brooklyn talk. Nets talk right here on Talking Nets. Brooklyn, we go hard. We go, go hard. Talking Nets. Talked by Keith McPherson. Yes, sir. Welcome back to Talking Nets. Is my camera lagging a little bit? I feel like it is. No, is my somebody in the YouTube chat? What up, chat? Jared says, "Hey, fellas, man, the Nets continue to struggle." Yeah, what else is new? Neil says, "What's good?" JBK eighty six, all hearts, black, gray, white, and the Nets colors. Am I lagging? Because I can change that. Uh, I have my camera set on four K, and sometimes there's a little bit of a lag between um, the audio and video. So let me know if I'm on time. Okay, so Neil said a little. Let me configure this. I don't got to be uh, 4K. I can bring this down to like uh, 1080p, and I think that'll help out. I think that's better. No? Yeah, I think that's a little better. I don't yeah, know. I think that, 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 that like uh, got it closer. Yeah, this is an Elgato. Shout out to the Elgato gang, uh, Elgato family, for hooking up my uh, mic arm, my soundproofing, my camera, a bunch of stuff. Uh, appreciate them. But yeah, trying to stream live on the stream yard with the 4K uh, Elgato Face Cam Pro. Sometimes there's a little lag. Good to see y'all in the chat, man. Um, yeah, Jared, you know, Neil said a little. Jared said your video is off sync a little bit, Keith. And uh, now J- JBK86 says, nah, bro, you're good. What it is, is I believe that stream yard can't handle the, uh, the 4K. They can't handle the uh, 2160p, so it's better for 180p. But let I don't nobody cares. All right, what are we talking about? Will is in the chat. What's up, fellas? What's up? What's up? What's up? We're talking about the Nets. I mean, where do we begin? Uh, let's just go back. So obviously they went to Houston and lost to Ime Udoka and the Rockets. You knew that was coming, and then you didn't know a win was coming. 
But you thought that they could, I don't know, pull out a win at home, a desperation win to end the losing streak in front of the home fans, right? And the Thunder got got quick, fast, and in a hurry. The young Thunder were not ready to play in Brooklyn. Uh, I know a lot of people were on their gonads uh, after they beat the Celtics. I know there was a ton of hype about SGA and the rest of the team, but the Nets came out and actually played with some pride. The Nets came out and actually played with what I say, their hair on fire, like with urgency. And you know what? They made shots. It's a make or miss league. They actually made shots. It was uh, a pleasant surprise to see. So uh, I'll bring Alex in so we can talk about the Thunder game. Never easy Nets, though. Of course, we had to sweat that one out. Go for it, Alex. Yeah, the the fourth quarter was just not uh, that. That was more like what I thought the actual game, a whole game would go. Um, but look, it was a good team effort. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. proving why <laughs> we he was a priority signing uh, this off season. Uh, he's been playing great. Um, the defense still is abysmal. Uh, and, uh, Cam Thomas got out of his slump, but, uh, yeah, it's kind of annoying that we lost the Rockets cause you know, we have, they have our pick and, uh, I think this year they have, they have our pick and then next year is the swap. Um, and then, and then I just think that the loss against the Blazers just completely negated the win, um, against the Thunder. We've now probably lost to three of the five worst teams in the NBA this season, the Hornets, uh, the Blazers and the Wizards, and breaking we also news. Have... Breaking news: The Nets are one of the worst teams in the NBA. Yeah, no, it, it that and it shouldn't be the case. I understand, like this year is a transit was a transition year, but um, you you should have been at least hovering around five hundred, around the eight seed. Um, th- there's a huge, huge chance that they even miss out on the play-in spot because for the past. I'd probably say month. Uh, the Bulls have been better than the Nets. Uh, the Raptors, uh, RJ Barrett's been looking good uh, with them. Uh, uh, Emmanuel quickly starting now. Uh, so, like, they look a little, a little bit more balanced. Uh, I, I, I won't even get to the teams above us. The teams above us, they deserve to be above us. So, yeah, it's a bit annoying. But uh, uh, I just, I'm just taking it with a grain of salt. That that's the phrase, right? Uh, uh, where we oh, just drain sort of, of salt. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the exact phrase. But it's like, okay, yeah, a pinch of a pinch of salt. Uh, where no, like we just salty about the way that this season has gone. Um, yeah, not to cut you off, Alex. It's just it's just like uh, no, you're all, all good. It's just that um, I just want to get through the season. The Nets have to make a decision with both the head coach and what they have to do going into the trade deadline who they're going to trade i would not be shocked that we'd be buyers and that would be the wrong decision um and i just think that i i would i would just hold off um until the off season uh to be honest i thought uh you know uh i i heard on i think it was zach lowe's podcast um where Tyus Jones, yes, Tyus Jones is worth multiple second rounders and is like one of the like main guys to be traded during the before the trade deadline, which means that maybe guys like Dorian Finney-Smith and Royce O'Neal might not go as high as in terms of uh, value 
might not be as high as we thought they would be would be so maybe we just hold on uh to those uh uh to those guys to the rest of the season um and then we just sort of clean house i guess or clean most of the house i guess uh in the off season with jock vaughn because not we'll we'll get into it with uh later but um there's 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 i have a candidate because we were talking about it in the last episode who would you replace jock vaughn with because i was always saying like if you want to get i always say i want to fire jock vaughn fire jock vaughn who's the replacement and i actually have one in mind so uh who, kevin yeah. ollie because yes <laughs> they were bigging him up dennis smith jr at halftime was was giving him credit for i think his defensive adjustments and some others we uh, we've heard kevin ollie's name uh, mentioned a, a bunch. Let's go back to the box score or to the box score for the first time back to that Thunder game. I guess we got to try and be positive and show some love. As I was talking about it to make or miss league, I just was happy to see guys making and hitting shots because you're not going to win if the ball clanks off the rim. You're not going to win if the ball clanks off the backboard and you're not making open shots and, and, and easy shots. So, I mean, just looking at the box score, that was a good night for Nick Claxton. Uh, Nick Claxton was on one, and I love what he said about, you know, them trying to hack him late in the game and him hitting seven out of ten free throws. He's come a long way, bros. You guys know it. You guys know it. Uh, that was a struggle for him, for him to be 70% from the free throw line with uh, them kind of doing a hack of Clax. Good to see. Uh, he chipped in 23 points, 13 rebounds. Uh, I, I think Nick Claxton is a guy I want to see return, but, man, you kind of shake the trees and you see what's out there in this situation. Um, he's going to hit free agency. You could potentially trade him, but he's a homegrown guy. And that makes me think about um, another guy. And we won't jump too far ahead, but uh, Dayron Smith, another homegrown guy who I I've been impressed with this season in, in year three. Um, you mean Dayron Sharp? Well, what did I say? You said Dayron Smith. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, the days are blurring together. The players are blurring together. Dorian Finney, Dennis Smith, Jr., Sharp, I don't know. Uh, but you you know who I meant, Dayron Sharp. Uh, Dayron Sharp in this game, I mean, Dayron Sharp right now, we saw this. Dayron Sharp, medical update. Dayron Sharp has been diagnosed with a hyperextended left knee. The injury occurred during the Nets versus Trailblazers game on January 7th. Sharp will be reevaluated re in two weeks. The hits keep on coming. Guys have been hurt this whole season. Guys have been battered and injured and just out of the lineup. You get Lonnie Walker back. Um, I know he only played like six minutes in the Thunder game, but I think that was just a boost of morale for the team. Um, what else from this Thunder game? Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie matched Nick Claxton's 23. Uh, hit all of his free throws and had a couple three-pointers. Dennis Smith Jr. stays solid. I mean, Dennis Smith Jr., just gives you that dog mentality, that energy when he's healthy, even though we literally see him dealing with his back issues and he was out for some time. But when he's healthy, he's a valuable player for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, other than that, man, Mikael Bridges, decent enough. But I think we've all kind of got off the uh, Mikael Bridges train as far as him being the number one. You saw he's leading in the all-star votes. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, uh, he's. I think he's seventh in front court uh, in the Eastern Conference. I mean, he's not leading. You were voting he's for him, like, Alex. You were you were stuffing the ballot. I didn't for vote him at him? all. No, actually, I should. I, I should vote. Like I like. My I haven't voted vote yet. Uh, like not not Mikael Bridges, but I I I no I because I usually do it every year, and I always like screenshot it and see if like I get the starting lineup right for both the West and East. 
Um, so yeah, I, I, I get it because, you know, he's, um, he's very liked across the league, across fans. So, and, and the East is pretty weak in the front court or the back court, I think. So it makes sense why he would, I, I, I actually expected him to be in it, but he's not going to be an all-star this year, even though he played one of his best games last game. Yeah. When I, I just saw his name there and I'm like, Nets fans aren't stuffing the ballot for him. Villanova fans are, or Phoenix Suns fans are, just general NBA fans are. Uh, maybe. All right. Um, we've been outside of the chat for too long. Um, and I know you guys don't really care too much to talk about that Blazers game. That was stupid. Vibe check. We got to get a vibe check. Let's see who's in the chat. Thanks for pulling up. Thanks for watching Talking Nets. Subscribing to Talking Nets. Obviously, we're still Talking Nets. Leave your questions in the chat and make sure you subscribe and like. But yeah, back to the vibe check. I think I was at, where were we at? Pimp name, slick back. The Nets are one game out of the 12 seed. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, I've had this whole conversation on WFAN about how, like, I'm over getting into the playoffs to get swept. Four out of the last times that the Nets have made it from the bubble, what happened? They get in the bubble, they get swept by the Toronto Raptors. Um, KD and Kyrie get swept by the Celtics. Last year, KD and Kyrie abort the mission. Mikhail and those guys get swept by the Sixers. Is that fun for y'all? Getting into the playoffs and not being able to win one game, being the only NBA team not able to win one game, like, I'm good. You can, you can miss me with the, like, that's why I say blow it up. That's why I say make some trades. That's why I say absolutely Thomas Morstead punt this thing into next year. Greg Stat, what's up, Keith and Alex? Happy New Year. How long are we going to wish we're nine days in? I'm just messing with you, Greg. Thanks for pulling up. Jared Williams, didn't think they would beat the Thunder. No one did. Um, the Nets are about to fall out of the playing tournament. Who cares? Uh, in my opinion, it's like, bro, we did this already. We were in the playing tournament. Like, uh, we want Boston. We beat the Cavs, and then we got swept. Um, from top to bottom, Joe, Sean, and, of course, Jacques has got to go. Yeah, they can all go, but they're not going to go. That's the problem. That's the problem. I suggest either Kevin Ali or Mark Jackson has the next head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Let's see what other vibes are in the chat. <laughs> a 9 7 and 17 team the jazz i mean the the trailblazers have 10 wins um, jazz have been playing well actually they i think they're i think only two games under but they have a better record than us so like uh, yeah. no bullshit the nets should have 20 wins uh, and i'm not even having that conversation that we were having early in the season about close games i saw somebody was throwing throwing money in the chat i'm gonna get to you uh who's having fun with our team no one and um, it's funny you mentioned that as I'm checking the vibes. You know, Nets fans are on edge. And I know the team is in Paris, but it's kind of crazy, right? Yesterday, I was driving in the city around uh, 1045, 11 o'clock. I was going to the Lower East Side, and usually it's a 25, 30-minute ride from my crib. And it turned into a 45-minute ride, like 50 minutes. And I was like, what the hell is going on? The traffic uh, patterns were all fucked up. I'm like, yo. What's going on? So the Nets, they're not even here. They're in Paris. But somehow Spencer Dinwiddie went viral yesterday. He was he was caught in. The Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. 
because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Traffic, because there were people protesting. Destructing traffic, idiots. You can't do that. That's against the law. Spencer Dinwiddie said he's about to start throwing fists. Wow, tech guy. Yo, repping the Nets. An American hero. With the Spencer Dinwiddie facial hair lineup. That's that's. That's crazy. <laughs> hey, he got the Jersey plates. Watch. My man came from Jersey like me. He was just trying to get through to Brooklyn. I was just trying to get to the Lower East Side. Run him over. Run him over. Brooklyn. He had to hit the Brooklyn Bridge. Oh, he was not for play. You know, just, just had to lighten the mood a little the, bit. The, the run, run him over. Run it over. <laughs> Hey, yo, that's funny. So not our team not even having fun. Spencer Dinwiddie was like, I got to get to Brooklyn. No, I'm just playing. Shout out to Spencer and these guys. Let's see. Quest One says, all love, bro. We need this show more regularly. I'm glad you said that because Alex and I powwowed, and uh, I was talking to Alex. Somebody was hating in our last um, episode comments on YouTube. Go check it out. But, like, I appreciate the hate. You know what I say all the time? I, I just said this to Alex. I'm like, bro. When I was unemployed, when I wasn't doing content, when I was struggling, when I was broke, when I was collecting unemployment, when I was driving Lyft, Uber, when I was working at the barbecue restaurant, I had zero haters. I had zero haters. Nobody hated on me. I opened up my phone. That shit was dry. I had nobody saying anything negative about me. I had nobody saying anything about me. People only hate up, right? So, like, this takes time. This takes energy. This takes want to. And there are some people that want to watch Talking Nets like Quest One more often. And I have to do that, right? Physically me. I am the only human being that has been on all 221 episodes of Talking Nets. And what I said to Alex, and most of y'all know this story in the spiel. When this thing started, this was part of my full-time job. My, part of my full-time job was to do this podcast, create the content on social media, and to really build this thing. I built this from scratch, from zip, zero, nothing. Like a thought and an idea that wasn't even mine. You guys know the name Talking Nets came from Talking Yanks, Talking Giants, Talking Baseball, John Boy Media. I'm no longer a part of John Boy Media, and I haven't been for going on three years now. I'm a radio host now for WFAN, the greatest sports station ever created in the world. Number one, Market One, New York City. So did I know when I started doing Talking Nets that that would happen? Hell no, not at all. But that is my priority. I'm also a father now. I have a baby. He's right in his room napping right now, which gives me a window to come in here and talk to you guys about the shitty-ass Brooklyn Nets. And I love to do it because Alex and I aren't making bread off this. That's why I said somebody's throwing money in the chat. I, I, I can't see it. Let's see. Oh, it's a pimp name, Slickback. We appreciate you. Throwing $5 in the chat is cool, but we haven't even hit the threshold yet. We got to get to $100 for that to even clear and go through Google AdSense and hit my bank account, and then that shit gets taxed. We don't do this for money. Alex and I work together at WFAN and Odyssey. 
Alex was producing his show last year. As you remember, Hudson Flynn was on the show last year. Robin Lundberg was on the show last year. And the, the profit that we made off of the ad placements from Odyssey on the audio version, not YouTube, I chopped that up three ways. And to be honest with you, the Nets season got blown up last year, and it wasn't as fruitful as it could have been. So we didn't make that much bread. And I wasn't going to ask those two grown men, Robin, who's got three kids, hey, take time away from your family to do talking Nets for free. Hudson, who's a young man hustling and grinding in New York City, got out of college and has a full-time job in the city that he needs to focus on, I wasn't going to ask him. So my coworker, Alex, who you guys see on screen, stepped up and said, yo, I will host it with you. And he got elevated from producer to host. But it is on me to do this more regularly. So we have come together and we're going to have a, a line of shows each month. We're going to go into each month looking at the games. And this is something that I did with Hudson in the very beginning when Hudson was an intern so that we didn't miss. These are the dates that we should record. Put it in the calendar and hold yourself to it. And then what I'm also going to do is send those dates to people in the Nets world that I want to bring on the show. People that have been on in the past, whether that's Pooch, uh, DJ, um, my boy uh, Christian Winfield is now on, on the New York Knicks side. But I hit up Mike Biseglia, uh, Doug Barak. And I mean, Will Simmons in the chat has been on the show. You guys are welcome to pull up. And if you've got something to say, this thing breaks into four screens. We could change the, the way this setup looks into four screens. We can move this stuff around and uh, and we can rock out. So we do this for the community. And that's the reason that it started. Because in the beginning, I was like, yo, there's too many Knicks fans talking about the Nets or Lakers fans or Celtics fans helicoptering in talking about the Nets. Remember, there's no Nets fan. No, nah, there, there's Nets fans. Now there's more Nets fans than I feel like ever. And I know times are rough, but we're going to figure out how to keep doing this podcast. I know there's the Brooklyn Buzz. Um, I know there's the Glue Guys. I know there's Nets Kingdom and other outlets. But man, Talking Nets has been going on since 2019, 2020. And we appreciate everybody that subscribes, everybody that listens, everybody that pulls up to the chat. So I'm going to get that spiel off again. We're still here. We're still here and we can do better. But like Alex has a life. I have a life and we've got to coordinate it. And like, I don't know, people that follow me individually, like go to my Instagram. I showed you what a day in my life was like yesterday. Like not for nothing. I'm not sitting in the John Boy media office where I could fire this up. I'm also not in quarantine like we were during the pandemic where there wasn't shit going on. Hell yeah, we could do a Talking Nets episode. I can edit videos. I can clip the highlights. I can tweet them out. Like things have evolved and changed. So all in all, what I'm saying is we do this for y'all. I appreciate y'all. I feel like I know some of y'all. I mean, I do. A lot of y'all see at the game and we're going to keep doing what we can, but we know we could do better. So thanks for pulling up. A pimp named Slickback, $5 thrown in the chat. He said, when Sean Marks first got here, he realized the Celtics picks were sunk costs and just rebuild either way. Do you guys think Cy is blocking a rebuild? I think there's definitely different energy. Joe Cy is not the type of owner to me that I think is into basketball that much. And I draw a parallel to the New York Liberty, which I think his wife is definitely into because it's like women empowerment and the New York Liberty are a complete contrast to the Brooklyn Nets right now. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't have faith in Joe Cy. I don't have faith in Sean Marks because of the results that we have. I've been on record on WFAN talking about the, this second mess that we're in started with accepting a Ben Simmons 
trade. You don't take on Ben Simmons. There's no reason for it. And you heard Alex say losing to the Houston Rockets. They have our picks. Why do they have our picks? Because we had KD, Kyrie here, and those two were unreliable. So we thought we needed to go and make a big three and go get the beard. James Harden. Okay, we sold a lot to get Harden here. And then he sold this out, quit in the game. I'll never forget that Kings game when he had four points. He did not want to play. Get him out of here. And now look, he's on his second team since. But where are we? We're still stuck with Gucci, Louis, Fendi, Prada on the bench. He's in Paris for what? Why is this dude with the team in Paris? To go shopping. Y'all know that. Someone said, on why is Ben Simmons there? I'm like, obviously, Ben Simmons isn't going to miss an opportunity to shop till he drops. And with his weak ass back, that's not going to take too long. Look in the middle, under the Eiffel Tower. You see uh, Royce, Mikhail, and then what the fuck do we need Ben Simmons there for? He can't play. He can't help. He probably don't really even want to be there, but he does want to be there because he can go hit the uh, Paris Prada store or some shit. Um, go ahead, Alex. Say what you got to say. Uh, as much as uh, Kyrie and KD and Harden were maybe like unreliable, kind of un all three of them, where KD was injured half the time, you know, Harden quit on the team and Kyrie had his off the court stuff. Um, it was still the most fun I've ever had watching them. Like, I, I still watch, like, Sun the Suns are like, Eh, like they're they're not great right now they got kind of they kind of got clapped by the clippers last night um and uh but the mavericks are fun to watch uh harden is actually kind of balling i i mean not Harden himself but the clippers are balling right now they're, they've they're gotten the better. hottest team yeah they're the hottest team in the league right now they have they have good players they have hall of famers they should be <laughs> um i think that uh i, I mean my my mindset was that the the year that we had um the 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 year after we lost the bucks which was uh the 21-22 season that was honest that was the worst season ever like as a, as a nets fan it, it was even worse than when we were uh you know tank like like uh um 12 and 70 was it? it was well it was most 10, people 10 don't even 70. remember that it, 12 and 70 or, or 10 and 72 or something like that. That was stupid. Uh, that was just like, and that, but even back then it's like, we knew we weren't winning shit. Like what it was, Alex was the hope and the thought, like, and all of the national attention. And we became the big, bad Brooklyn Nets with the big three. And the way that series started with the Bucks, I was in Milwaukee at a wedding with Bucks fans. They were shook it. They're like, there's no way the Bucks are beating the Nets. We can't. Who are they going to stop? Stop themselves, you know. Harden had the hammy, and KD comes down on, or uh, Kyrie comes down on Giannis, and you guys all know the story. What it was, why that season sucked, is because we were this close. Kevin Durant's foot was this close. A three versus a two changes that game. I was in the arena. I have a viral video of me not celebrating. And my wife is next to me like, why are you not celebrating? I'm like, look, <laughs> they, they had the three-point sign go off in the arena, but Giannis and those guys were pointing to the line. And I'm like, I don't, that was. Yeah, no, I, I have a video close. of myself. I have a video of myself, uh, walk, like filming myself at home with my dad. My dad's a Knicks fan and uh, he was going crazy. My dad's too. a Knicks I, fan too. 
Yeah, and, and funny how we and, have dads that. And I was, a, I, I kid you not, you, you know that a uh, clip of um when Reggie Miller hit that game winner against the Bulls, and then uh you just see Larry Bird like this, like all like just like like deadpan. That was literally me when KD hit that shot. But um that twenty one twenty two season, it, it it like personally, it like messed with my head so much because. I was defending the hell out of like everyone on that team. You know, like KD's uh, the best player in the league, you know, Harden, don't worry. You know, he was starting off slow in the beginning of the season, but he's still an all-star. He's still Harden. He'll get, he'll recover from his hamstring injury. You know, Kyrie will come back as a full-time player. <laughs> Thanks, Joel. Um, Kyrie will come back as a full-time player. You know, Blake Griffin, you know, when he, he re-signed, he started slowly. Like, don't worry, he'll come back. Like, I was trying to be so optimistic, and I was defending for my – and then all I – I was receiving not, – not me personally, but, like, there was so much backlash on the team that, like, I just couldn't – like, my mind couldn't deal with, you know, all the backlash on the team. We never once, experienced it. We had never had – we weren't used to it. We, we went from – because we went from guys we, doing the 6-9 dance – on the bench mob and Jared Dudley, you know, being the tough guy to like, wait, now, like, everybody's talking about us. All the attention is on Brooklyn. Because we we were never title contenders. We were never favorites. And that was the vibe going into those two seasons, you know. And I, it, was, it was really tough on me because mentally, like, I just wasn't there. Um and and it, but so for this season, I I I've just sort of like taken a step back and just realized what our expectations are. And and there are times where like I I don't know if it's just me, but whenever I watch my favorite teams play, it, it's so different from whenever I watch just sports in general. Like if I, like last night I was watching the national championship, and I was just watching it for fun because I love I I love football and I I want to watch the game. Uh, but whenever I watch my teams play, I'm sweating. I am anxious. I'm nervous. I need to take a shower after the game. Like it's, it, it just does does something to me. And now that I watch Nets games or any other of my teams, I sort of just watch it as a fan, uh, like of the sport instead of as the team. Now, don't like, don't get me wrong. Like I still love you know every one of my teams that I support, and I I will be till for like forever. And but there's just as as a mental uh, like mentally to make me feel better uh i just can't keep thinking like oh well you know we will we, i just have to think we win some and we lose some and like to all the like comments the reason why i'm saying this is because there's so many comments i'm seeing like sell the team joe side like i i can't exert myself to say that because i can't expect that to happen like on a daily basis like it, that that can't just happen like this, you know, it, it can't happen on a snap of a finger. It's going to be a long, long process and we have to be patient. I, you know, patience is a virtue. So uh, those are my two cents on that. So, uh, yeah. I feel you, bro. I'm, I'm a lifelong fan of my teams for the most part and I'm never changing. Uh, what I say to the Nets fans and I say this to every fan base, stay down till you come up. Our time will come again. We didn't know that time was going to come. I was a fan of KD his whole career. I was a fan of Kyrie his whole career. Never thought that they would team up specifically to play for the New Jersey Brooklyn Nets. It was a good little ride while it lasted. It wasn't something that was going to last forever, and I understand why it had to end. 
our time will come again. Stay down till you come up. Let's play the voicemails from our loyal Talking Nets fans. Man, when you coming out with the next episode, I'm waiting, bro, because I need you to help me make sense of it all. JV, he goes in the locker room, he walks right back out, and my thing is, his jacket ain't like that. He was an Orlando Magic coach. He wasn't getting busy like that. You got to lead this team. Don't make it seem like you upset at them. They should be upset at you. Listen. You know people that know people that know people. If you could get a chance to speak somebody that knows John Vaughn, know what I mean? Let them know. This is your opportunity to become great. You, you know that you got the potential. All you got to do is stay with it, stick with it. You say you want to be transparent with your team. This is the time to do it. This is the time to come together, not fall apart. Come on. This team needs leadership. You're supposed to be the biggest voice in the locker room. And you walk out and then walk you walk in and then walk out. Yo, Keith, man, talk to me, man. What what's going on, Alex? What's going on? Talking next. I'm probably in the chat right now. All right, later. <laughs> so that voicemail was sent from big fan Breezy after like remember when Jacques Vaughn hit the post game and was talking about yeah, you know. We don't. We're not diving for balls. We're not to the point yet when we're where we'll do the extra things to want to win or whatever. And we're like, I don't know. I went on the radio that night. So like, honestly, too, if you listen to my radio show on WFAN, I come on right after the Nets game, and they don't really like uh, the Nets in New York or talking about the Nets. But I don't. I don't give a fuck about that. Like, we're following the Nets game. I'm a Nets fan. I always speak on the next the Nets, and obviously, this is a Nick time right now. Um, but I spoke on it that night, and I'm like, okay. This reminds me of when Steve Nash got fired and he said his voice was not connecting. So clearly, if guys aren't selling out for you, if they're not hustling for you, or they don't have fear of losing their jobs from, from not going all out, then there's a disconnect. That, that, that means you got to find another coach. And if the coach is walking in and walking out and then saying what he's saying in the post game, whatever. But he something happened. They were able to get a win. And end the winning, uh, the losing streak at home, and beat the Thunder. But they almost fumbled that fucking game, which was crazy because it's like they they had such a big lead in that game. Like, let me go back to that. Like, watch we that game with one minute left in the third. That was quarter. their highest was, scoring half. Um, they had seventy five points in the first half. It was. I think we were up twenty seven with like a minute left in the third quarter. It was pretty similar to how we were. Um, that Kings comeback that we had. Um, it was like almost identical. Obviously, we uh, we finished off the game. Their largest uh, lead against was 32 Thunder, points. Yeah. I'm looking at the box score now. They actually were hitting their shots that night, but whatever. It's in the past. That that was that was big fan breezy responding before uh, or calling in before that game. Um, and that was the morning after he left that voicemail. We got one more voicemail to play, and uh, we'll wrap up talking about Paris and the Cleveland game. Hey, talking next. Chris from Jersey. Um, you know what? I'm not going to be pessimistic. I'm going to take the optimistic approach. By next week, there will be a trade. Hopefully, by next week, the vibes will be different. What do you think? Uh, I, and that's a good segue into where we're at right now. Um, as I see these guys in Paris, I, I don't know. Me personally, I love going overseas. I love London. I've never been to Paris. 
I'm waiting on the Yankees. You never been? Now, no. I'm so I. I mean, I. I was. I was thinking about it because like I, I went to Amsterdam. I love Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah. I had to cross Amsterdam off the stoners list. Amsterdam was amazing. <laughs> um, but uh, with Paris, the Yankees are supposed to play in Paris. There was a rumor about that years ago. And it was supposed to be 2024 or 2025. It is now 2024, and that hasn't been announced. I actually did think about going to see the Nets in Paris. I'm glad I didn't book that trip now. So Nets and Cavs, ex-Eiffel Tower. They have both teams. Uh, hashtag NBA Paris. 2 p.m. Eastern Thursday. The game is going to be on in the middle of the day. It's You know, the NBA wants to be a global game. We all know that. And uh, it's good to see these guys out there having a good time, enjoying enjoying themselves. Like, it's not that serious. We know the team sucks. We know they've lost a bunch of games. We know they had a losing streak. But smiles, um, those are dope fits with the uh, the jumpsuits that they got. I saw they were with PSEG. Uh, PSG, PSG, PSG. PSEG is the energy company. I'm wild, and I definitely play, paid yeah. my PSG Roy, Royce, bill. Yeah, Royce went to the PSG. Uh, <laughs> train ground um yeah they're a huge team you know they they have mbappe mbappe came to one of our games last year hakimi went to the game last year and that was really cool that that was that was such a fun game too because like you see them courtside and Kyrie had that insane put back dunk and we were just destroying the spurs we were in that on that winning streak that was like a fun time last year but obviously the past is in the past but yeah no uh i I, I've been to Paris many times. I, I, I speak a bit uh, French and uh, it's just like a really nice culture that they have. Um, love their music, love their culture. And yeah, I, 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 at least they're having a fun time. That's kind of the main thing. I know we probably lose on Thursday, but um, I we'll get served. to see Karis. We'll get to see Jared Allen. Jared, saw... Have you seen how well Jared Allen's been playing, by the way? He's been he's a, a good player. And he, at this point, how long has he been in the league? He's evolved. He's not the player he was in Brooklyn anymore. Since Evan Mobley has been injured, this guy has been averaging like 20 and 12. Like, it's ridiculous. He's been going off, especially with no I, – I, I don't know if Garland's uh, – Garland's been out for a bit. But, I mean, yeah, uh, Jared Allen, he's been like legitimately the past month all-star level. I don't know if he'll be an all-star this year, but he's been fantastic. Yeah, so I'll pull uh, – I've got my, my chiropractor calling me right now. Like, bro – I'm live on Talking Nets. This is not the time at all. Um, so I'm going to pull the, the Paris St. Herman. Um, and I wanted to pull this video. Um, they have a slice of Brooklyn in Paris open now through January 13th. And it's basically like a Brooklyn Nets pizzeria for people in Paris. It looks like a dope activation. Um, let me see if I can just get a screenshot of it real quick. Uh, I, I like things like this, man. It's a pop-up, and this stuff grows the game. Something I will say, when I went to Amsterdam, I remember being in the um, airport, and I saw two different people with Brooklyn Nets merch. And I remember saying to my wife, see, global game, global brand, Nets world. Nets worldwide. Yeah. Like, the Nets are actually a global brand for real. Yeah. Like they, they actually have fans that just like rep Brooklyn and, and the Nets off of just cool um apparel even when i went to nike town london 
they didn't have every NBA team in there apparel wise. They had Brooklyn Nets gear. You can, they did, you can get yeah. Brooklyn Nets gear in 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 Nike Town, London. Uh, I think they had the Warriors and the Celtics, but they didn't have every team in there. Um, that that's yeah. That's, I, I that's remember, something that sets uh, the net the Nets apart. Like it, they got to get better because they they have. How much do I say this, y'all? This Nets world has been built. They have more fans than ever. They have a global brand now. They have like this just look and feel about their their team that it's unfortunate that that we suck right now. Go ahead, Alex. Yeah. No, I was just going to say uh one of their players um Donnarumma, he came he came to Brooklyn for a bit. He 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 was there like I think during the off season he had, he had a bunch of pictures and then that that sort of sort of just sort of mashed up with uh our lead up to this game in Paris. Um Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, uh, it, that's in Paris. They right had now. drinks. Yeah. They had pizza. They had they had merch, and I'm like, this is a dope looking activation, bro. Like the Nets got it, but like none of that shit matters if you suck on the court. If you get smoked by the Cavs in Paris, Cleveland does not have the cachet. They don't have the swag. They don't have the even with LeBron being there. Cleve nobody nobody in Paris or in in Europe is is repping the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's like, it's like what Joakim Noah said. Like, whoever wanted to go to Cleveland. <laughs> nobody. Nobody. All right. So, uh, last call for anything in the chat. Any conversations you guys want to have? Uh, anything? Right. <laughs> I used to get it in Ohio. It's Ohio. I ain't never been to no Ohio. And I ain't got no reason to go. Well, exactly. Brooklyn. Brooklyn is – Brooklyn deserves better. Brooklyn is a, a – center of the universe a cultural hub a spot that people want to go to from all over the world we'll we'll get there where we have a a better team ramon castro what up man he said we wait for the next talking nets episode because no one on espn or yes talk shows talk about the nets when they talk about all new york teams correct and that's the same energy that i carry on to wfan um when, like they literally have a drop on WFAN where Boomer Esiason says, "Are the Nets still in the league?" That shit's corny, but it, it, it is ringing off now. <laughs> they are playing like the Giants, except the Nets are not supposed to be tanking for a hot draft pick. <laughs> that's, and so that's another thing with the with the NFL season ending. More eyes and ears and and just focus is going to shift to the NBA. It it sucks even more for us right now because. And I can't even hate on it. When I'm talking about the Knicks on the fan, I can't hate on them. I was hating on them when Cam Thomas was uh, calling game in the arena a couple years ago. But, like, I can't hate on the evolution of the Knicks. And here's the last thought for you guys. I've put this on WFAN. The Knicks being good right now, they owe some of that to the Nets because the Nets have been here for 10, 11 years now. And what I feel like is the existence of another team in the city holds them accountable. We see the rivalry between the Yankees and the Mets and the back and forth with the um, uh, Jets and the Giants. When the Nets were across the river and the Knicks were the only ticket in town, they sold out and they could run bums out there and not go to the playoffs. But with the existence of the Brooklyn Nets going to the playoffs every year, bringing in superstars, even though they were washed, KG, Paul Pierce, um, but then they do it again with KD, Harden, Kyrie, like that pressure was applied where the Knicks had to get right, right? They had to find a point guard in, in um, Jalen Brunson. They they did sign Julius Randle, and they saw it through with him, paid him. 
Then they make this trade this year and finally move on from R.J. Barrett, who don't look now. <laughs> he looks like a different player with the Toronto Raptors, but OG Ananobi fits with them better. They're going to make another move. I'm not hating on the Knicks, honestly. Like, And I know there's some Nets fans, fuck the Knicks, blah, blah, blah. But like, this is their time. They've been bums, but like they figured it out. And I really think that was because there was pressure of, hey, we can't let that team that's 40 minutes on the subway south of us be better than us when we've been here for a hundred years. This Any, is the uh, best this is the best Knicks team that I've seen probably in my life. Uh they're very well balanced, good coaching. You, you got two all-stars. They smoke them beat in the yeah. Sixers. I know tonight when I get on air, they're gonna want to talk about the Knicks. We just lost to the Trailblazers. The Trailblazers have stayed in New York. I, they're gonna get absolutely smoked by the Knicks tonight, and the garden is gonna be alive. So I can't hate on that. That's all we got. Didn't want to have longer than a 45-minute episode. You have my word, though, that we'll be back sooner. We'll do this more. We'll bring in some guests. If you're interested in being a guest, just message me. Shout out to Joel. Joel put together a feature um, where he wrote up some stuff about Brooklyn Nets fans. We're going to start featuring people in our community, Nets fans, with little write-ups. Joel, we're going to put that out online, and then we'll have a whole podcast episode where we feature your work. Man, I saw uh, – what's the guy's name? My my boy Cook Carter posted him, and that's why I was like, I got to get back to the arena. It's just tough having a baby. I I can't leave my you know my wife at night uh, to go to a game. It's just like you know things have evolved. Y'all remember I was at the game all the time. Like I have a media credential where I can walk in the game. I don't have to wait in line. I can go for free, and I'm not even going because I'm a dad now. That's priority one. Priorities have changed. But uh, Cook Carter posted this guy. What's his name? Hunga Beats, Hunga, Hunga, Hunga G Beats. And he's got the, the setup. You've seen this in like Washington Square Park. Um, oh, I have seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Take a seat and rap on the beat. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. I, I got to do that shit. I got to I gotta come through with some Brooklyn bars. Next game I go, I, I, I followed him. I'm going to link up with him. I'm, I'm going to find out when he's in there. I'm going to come through and spit it uh, eight or 16. Uh, about the Brooklyn Nets so man it is what it is stay down till you come up uh, let's get a win in Paris come back home and uh, maybe they turn things around we are literally a month away from the trade deadline uh, who knows what can happen and what could change and uh, we'll see you on the next talking Nets anything else Alex bonsoir a bientôt Sorry, I just had to throw throw it some French. I had to flex on it. Flex? That's all. Like I yeah. said, I never been over there. You, you know, I didn't know that about you. See, so people want to hate on my boy Alex, who's a young cat coming up in the industry. He's got some things about him that you don't know. He's a solid individual. He helps me do talking nets, and we're gonna continue pushing forward and doing more. Thanks to everybody that threw money, pimp name, slick back, Neil Graham, Joel Bird's Eye View. We appreciate you. Let's get this win on Thursday. We'll be back with an episode maybe Friday or Monday. All right, Keith McPherson, my boy Double A. We're out of here. Let's go, Nets. Let's go, Nets. Brooklyn.